You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast on the Creative Church Podcast Network, where we share stories of people becoming who they were made to be. My name is Emily Cummins. This week, Katie Bivens is sharing her becoming story. Katie is from Alabama, but currently lives in Houston and can attest that everything is, in fact, bigger in Texas. She is the Client Success Associate at Vanderblomen Search Group, an executive search firm that helps churches build and run great teams. She's also got two side hustles as a group exercise instructor and a blogger. Her blog focuses on helping millennials learn how to smartly manage their finances while still living a fun and full life. She loves Dave Ramsey, coffee, Alabama football, Roll Tide, <clears throat> go Gators, and talking incessantly about her beagle, George. Here is my conversation with Katie Bivens. Welcome to the Becoming Me podcast. It's good to have you. Thanks, Emily. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to be on my very first podcast. (laughs) Well, I'm excited because it's also Becoming Me's first podcast. So this is amazing. And for those of you who don't know, Katie actually serves on the Becoming Me team as well as one of our writers and contributors all year long. Um, So aside from today's podcast, you can catch her writing at becomingme.tv. And I mean, every time Katie submits a post, I literally am scribbling notes because she's so awesome. So I can't wait for her to share her story today. And, you know, Katie, why don't we just kick off with some fun things about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Emily. Also, thanks for that kind comment about the blog post. And what you didn't tell everyone is that when Emily gives me a deadline, I will meet it (laughs) right before the clock yes. strikes midnight. So <laughs> I appreciate you working with me and my procrastination station. But you are um, awesome. <laughs> thanks. Um, yeah. So um, as you introed, I'm from Alabama. Um, sweet home Alabama is what I like to call it, as mm. along with everyone else there. And I went to the University of Alabama and uh, Roll Tide. And Emily, I'm really <laughs> proud of you for saying that. Thank you. I know. You're welcome. That's true friendship <laughs> that right is there. true friendship. <laughs> um, I'm actually recruited for Alabama uh, before I moved to Houston. I was recruiting college or high school students to go to school for college. It was super fun. One of my favorite jobs. But um, I live in Houston now and I work for Vanderbloom and Search Group where I'm the client success associate, which is pretty much all things customer service. Um, I love working here. I've been here for almost three years and um, just came out here on faith and um, a prayer, and it's been one of the best decisions I've made. Um, I teach uh, group fitness on the side, which I'm obsessed with. Um, I uh, specialize in Les Mills courses, so yes. or, I just call oh. them courses. <laughs> Les Mills <laughs> classes. They could be courses, I guess. I don't know. Um, so I teach body pump. Uh, I just got certified in body attack, and oh. I'm a crazy person, and I'm going to San Antonio at the end of March for body flow instruction Ooh. or training. Yeah, so... I should okay, probably wait, what chill. is body flow? Um, some places call it body balance. I think okay. they're trying to figure out what they want to call it. It's been body flow for a long time, but it is their version of yoga. So it's Ooh. yoga um, and a little bit of Pilates and actually a little bit of Tai Chi in the warm up, which is really interesting. Um, but it's it's set to great music and it's a little faster paced than um, some yoga is, and so that's kind of more my my jam. But um, they did this killer buy one get one or, or 
everything was half off on Cyber Monday. Certifications were half off. And so uh -huh. I just really jumped for it. And That's I'm awesome. Gonna, I'm going to have three under my belt and it's going to be crazy, but I'm excited. Yeah. I love it. And I'm also obsessed with um, body pump. I know. So I love seeing I love when you're in body pump. It makes me really happy. Yes. I love seeing all your posts too as an instructor. You look like you would be such a fun instructor. I want to take a class with you sometime. Oh, you're kind. I just make a lot of bad jokes. Um, <laughs> I'm not really good with silence. So I just talk the whole time and they I love it. They learned to ignore. So that was all good. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, you know, because I'm your friend, we serve on the Becoming Me team together. I've heard much of your story and your story is phenomenal and it's encouraged me as I'm becoming the Emily God made me to be. So right now I would love for you to unpack your story. What has made Katie who Katie is today? Um, I've been thinking a lot about this question because, you know, it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to pinpoint what, what story it is that we're living in or mm. where we want to start. And um, I think now as a woman in her early thirties, my story is becoming this person that is extremely passionate about knowing how to manage finances mm. and um, help others get there as well. Because I, that was not my story even three years ago. So um, I've come a long way. And so I've been focusing on a financial freedom journey. I am a little under $9,000 left to be debt free. Yay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started with 30. Um, wow. it, and it wasn't even like student loans, like the typical debt. It was like credit card debt and a car, you know, went out and bought a car because that's what I thought you're supposed to do. And, um, you know, kind of some personal loans. But so I've, I've been on this journey for since August of 2014. Um, but really, the journey even starts kind of before then. Um, I started writing a blog in 2013. Um, I've always enjoyed writing. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like in 2013 blogging was definitely pretty popular, but yeah. I wasn't like super early adopter, like 2007 or anything. Yes. <laughs> so, but I started writing blog because I had, um, just suffered the loss of my boyfriend who mm. traumatically, I mean, I'm talking, we found out he had leukemia and he mm. died 22 hours later. Um, so my boyfriend that had passed away and he was a writer um, and he had written me some letters while we dated, which was really sweet. And it just seemed like the best way to grieve and to kind of process out loud by writing through it. And so I started a blog um, and I've also kind of been an oversharer. That's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of one of my characteristics. <laughs> I just probably share too much. Um, so I'm, I've always been really comfortable in that space of just being really vulnerable um, in front of others to in a way to help them if yeah. possible, or just, you know, as just an outlet. Um, and so I processed through that and that got a lot of traction and, um, and was really great for, you know, I, I probably did that for about a year and a half and then, um, eventually stopped writing about that just mm. because I had started to heal and, and yeah. kind of move forward. But in that grieving process, I, um, was trying to figure out how to, basically pour myself into others because, um, I am an Enneagram too. Do you know yeah. what your Enneagram number is? I'm a one, Enneagram yes. one. I don't know. I have a lot of good friends that are one. So this is, this is Ooh. exciting for me to find out. I didn't know that. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm a helper on if, I don't know if, yeah. if those that are listening know the Enneagram, but I'm a helper and we are really good at feeling things. Like we love to feel feelings, but we don't like to necessarily deal with them or, mm 
um, recognize our own needs. And so it, that's really hard for us to say, this is what I need right now. So instead we um, look to others and see how, how they need us or what they need. And we pour ourselves into that. And it's can be really unhealthy, <laughs> not, a, <laughs> not a good thing. And so um, that is kind of what I did in an effort to grieve still. Um, and so I started pouring myself into organizations. Uh, at the time I was living in Huntsville, Alabama, and I joined a leadership class there um, that I loved and met a lot of people through that. And that eventually led me to meeting um, Lonnie. I think everyone needs a Lonnie. She is my um, friend, but she started out as my finance mentor. Mm. And now she's my life. I call her my life That's mentor. Awesome. Um, and she's also my friend, but she has coached me through so much. But I met her and we, you know, started talking about Dave Ramsey just super randomly one day. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I really could use some help. I, um, you know, I've, I've read Financial Peace, the book, but I could, I could just really use some help. And I, I thought that I said that to her extremely casually and just like really lightheartedly. Um, and she and her husband had their lives had just been changed by them going through Financial Peace mm-hmm. University. So they were, you know, on the other side of their journey and she must have, you know, I, I think it was a God thing, but, um, it, it triggered enough for her to say, you know what, I think, um, I'm going to pay for you to go through financial peace wow. university at, at my church. Yeah. So she sponsored me to go through, um, and that day I didn't even tell her this, but that day I had $14 left in my checking account and it was August 14th. Um, I got paid once a month, (laughs) so yeah, $14 was supposed to get me through (laughs) to the rest of the month. Um, and it eventually led to like tears in the parking lot because it was so kind. And I just didn't know that I, I knew I needed help, but I didn't know what that even Mm -hmm. meant, you know? Um, and so that, that was in the fall of 2014. Um, I went through financial peace university. This is a, a Dave Ramsey course. Um, a lot of people, I feel like know who Dave is, but there are, I've also met a lot of people yeah. who don't. Um, so, you know, it's a nine week course that helps you figure out how to manage your money better and, and get out of debt. Um, and so I would meet with Lonnie every week. She helped me put my first budget together. She helped me um, figure out, you know, I didn't need to be like, I was overspending by $400 every month. Like wow. it was, it was crazy. So she really helped kind of hold me accountable and, and she, yeah, she was my discipline. So um, I started writing about that. That kind of shifted my blog a little bit to writing about what I'd been going through because I realized that other people may be going through the same thing and um, we just don't know where to start. Um, and so that actually led to, um, so I was writing about financial peace and then along the way, um, Vanderblumen, where I work now, mm-hmm. they were representing Dave Ramsey's company. Oh, that's um, so cool. I know. So, so we love, we love Dave Ramsey. We're a Dave, we're a Dave Ramsey company. We operate, you know, the way that he, um, preaches for businesses to operate. And so they were looking for entry-level salespeople to sell financial peace university to churches. And, um, my friend Holly, my very good friend, Holly now, um, was working on that search and she reached out to Lonnie and said, you know, you obviously love Dave Ramsey and you're in sales based on her LinkedIn profile. Um, and Lonnie talked to her about the role and she was like, this isn't a good fit for me, but I want you to meet Katie. And so I interviewed with Holly first through Vanderbloom and we, you know, we represent the company or the church or the organization. And so we do a lot of the early vetting. And then if we think it's a good fit, we pass them along to the organization or church. So, um, I had two long interviews with Holly. 
Holly passed me through to Dave Ramsey's company. Um, I got about halfway through the interview process, which is pretty lengthy and um, it didn't work out. And so that was in March of 2015. And it was kind of a crushing time for me because yeah. I just, I was like, oh, this is it. This is, this is all making sense. You know, I'm, I'm constantly looking for the connection points in the, in the story. Like, oh, well, this happened so that this could happen. Mm, and that happened yeah. in my past that this could happen. So, um, so it didn't work out, but about three months later, uh, Blumen contacted me and, um, about a position that they had here in Houston. And I got the email. I'll never forget. I got the email on a Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked at it and laughed cause I was oh, like, no. I'm not moving to Houston. Um, I knew, <laughs> I knew nothing about Houston. Um, and I was like, that's funny. And then never thought twice about it. Um, the whole weekend and, but I was in church on Sunday morning and, um, you know, just was in worship, had this extreme, uh, feeling or thought one of those things where it's, it's your own thoughts, but you yeah. can tell it doesn't come from you. It was not right. like a, it's not like a Morgan Freeman, God, booing yes. voice, you know, but, <laughs> um, but just a really strong sense that it, it's like, you need to go, it's time to mm. go. Um, it was so strong that I went home that night and applied for another uh, position through Dave Ramsey's company. I was like, Oh, okay. I clearly no need to move way. to Nashville. Yeah, this makes sense. I'll move to Nashville. Um, and then the next morning I re- sat down and I was like, I should probably respond to this, you know, Vanderbloom and let them know. Thanks, but no thanks. Um, and I sat down and my perspective had completely shifted, wow. um, just wiped clean almost. And I was like, Hey, sure. Let's, let's look at the job description. And Three weeks later, I signed a contract and moved wow. out. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. And my parents were like, what is happening? And I, you know, why are you moving 12 hours away? And, and it was just insane. But um, it's, I've, I've loved working here. Um, you know, I've forged a ton of friendships here and built community and, and love my job. And, um, you know, I, I, at the time or throughout my time here, I've been writing pretty inconsistently on my blog. Um, just trying to figure out what my focus is and, you know, what, what can I write about? What should I write about? And, um, it took some time, but Holly, who interviewed me for the Dave Ramsey position in the first place, who's now one of my best friends here. Um, it took her quite a bit of encouragement, but she helped me, um, come up with a a strategy and a plan to kind of refocus my writing mission and my blog on, um, the financial portion of this. So helping, people learn how to get out of debt and still have fun. You can, you know, live on a budget and still have fun and you don't have to like eat rice and beans all the time just because you're trying to pay off debt. Yeah. So that is kind of where we're at today. I launched a new website this year and yeah, so that's that's kind of how your new website is so cool too. And I love what like following on your Instagram, all the different posts and tips and tricks that you'll share and uh, your recent Instagram story. I know we were messaging afterwards, but when you bought Rachel Cruz's wallet, I was geeking (laughs) out. I was so excited and I loved the little like tutorial and how you showed everybody what it was like. And I just, I really love following what you're doing on your blog and your mission that you can still have fun being on a budget. Um, Because I feel like that's one of the biggest hangups for millennials and even people who aren't millennials. You just think, oh, this is just not going to be fun. And but you still can have fun. And um, 
I mean, I personally use the Every Dollar app and am obsessed and it reminds me every month, you know, I'm in control of my money and I still get to have fun while reaching my savings goals. It's been a fun journey and and I have been putting myself out there a lot more, which has been scary and fun. And um, I just started consistently doing this January 1. So we're, you know, like two months in (laughs) and it's so much work, but it's so fun. And I love having um, something just to kind of pour energy into that I'm really passionate about. And, um, and yeah, so thank you. So, you know, we work on becoming me together. And we talk about the becoming word a lot. But I would love to hear what becoming me those two words mean to you. You know, I've been thinking about this a lot as well. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) and I think so as I am 31. Um, I turned 31 in September and I don't know what it has been about this age. Um, but something clicked at 31 and I, I remember being in my twenties, um, like early twenties and someone telling me, you know, who, who was older than me, who was just like, I loved my twenties, but my thirties have been great. And you just start to figure things out in your thirties and things start to make sense. And you really kind of settle into who you are. Mm. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I have friends that in their twenties that yeah. know who they are really well now. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was like, yeah, my twenties were really unsettled. I was all over the place. Um, and so right now becoming me, it feels like just that, like settling into who I am. Um, the way that God has made me, the Enneagram has helped a ton with that mm, for me. Yeah. It's put a lot of language to things that I didn't know why I was the way I was. I just kind of thought it was a me thing. And I was like, Oh no, we're all kind of like this. Like all the twos are like this. (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, This makes sense. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And, and just being, I'm, I'm really content and comfortable with, with that. And I I mean, obviously I know as we get older that we even shift more and, you know, I hear the forties are great too. And so I'm like, (laughs) yeah, that's something to look forward to. And, um, so right now it's just allowing God to lead me, even if it, I don't, know where he's leading me and yeah. which has happened a lot like hello I moved to Houston yes. in, in like five weeks you know um and then yeah just just owning those parts of yourself and then working on the parts that that aren't so great and um but also giving myself I've, I've really been in a season of trying to give my my former self grace yeah. um my person that, that I was in my in my pretty much my mid to late 20s um and just trying to say like she was doing the best she could you know absolutely yeah so that that's kind of where I am and I'm this new blog and website and and focus has really helped me kind of hone in on that and really lean into it and I'm really grateful for that I love your description and what becoming me means to you and the value importance of knowing who you are and tools like the Enneagram that help you do that because if you don't know who Katie is if I don't know who Emily is then I can't take my next steps becoming who God made me to be. And that's why I love the Enneagram too and how it even shows you, you know, when you're tracking in a healthy manner and when you're tracking towards stress and an unhealthy manner and the growth points. Um, I, in the past, found myself stuck by other personality tests, which were great tools, 
uh, but didn't always offer some of the growth movement um, that I've found in the Enneagram and just helping me peel back so many more layers. Um, It's, I mean, if any of you haven't taken the Enneagram, you can take a free assessment online and discover, you know, how God wired and shaped you. Um, There's nine different types. So as you heard, Katie's a two, I'm a type one, um, and there are other numbers as well. And it's just a great tool to get to know your makeup who you are, and then embracing the season that you're in. I, I feel like I'm healthier right now. You know, I, I know when I have unhealthy moments and average moments, but um, just even it's it's all making so much more sense, um, like setting better boundaries for myself mm-hmm. and relationships. Twos are really interpersonal and um, relationships mean a huge deal to us. And I'm like, oh, this is why, you know, I was so heartbroken over that boyfriend or this is why yeah. I, you know, tried to, this is why I was hurt by, um, volunteering through this organization and, and, you know, being taken for granted, or I don't know, just things that are, or feeling I was taken for granted and recognizing, looking back at my story, I can recognize the parts where I was unhealthy, um, and not protecting myself like I should have been. And yeah, it's been huge. And I know people, I feel like people roll their eyes at, uh, personality (laughs) tests a lot, but this is the best one that I've ever looked into. So I definitely encourage you all to to look into your own type as well. I agree for sure. So if you were having a cup of coffee at your favorite spot in Houston with another person and you're talking and that person is talking about their own becoming journey, you know, what would you say to encourage them? I think at first, um, it's, you know, it's hard to know where you, maybe what you're becoming. I I think we're all kind of Mm -hmm. fumbling around. And, um, I mean, Emily, I feel like you, you figured out your calling pretty early, um, which is so great. And, and I think a lot of people do that, but then some people are kind of fumbling around trying to figure it out. And I just think you just keep doing the next best thing. And that is only different for everyone. Um, I'm a big gut person and I don't know that, you know, not everyone is, but I know some people are more head, head people, but Mm -hmm. I've learned like, you gotta just, I gotta go with my gut. So, um, Houston was a gut thing. Like I, it made no sense. Um, but I knew it was from God and that he had planted that in, in my heart and I went for it. Um, so you just keep doing the next, next best thing, whatever that looks like for you. Um, and just keep doing the things that you love Mm -hmm. and you're going to figure it out. Um, and you're going to be able to look back and see where the dots connected. Maybe not when you're in the middle of something, which I try to do all the time and it's super frustrating because I'm like, something will happen. I'm like, Oh, this is clearly why I was sent to Houston. And then it's not, it doesn't work out that way. But, um, I am, you know, you get further down the road and I am able to see things a little quick, more clearly now. Um, and why this, you know, why I met this person and how that led to this and that kind of thing. But, um, so you're going to be able to look back and see that. And then just don't be afraid to start. I think Mm. I hesitated on truly diving into this, like, you know, blogging at least once a week on, you know, and sharing on Instagram as much as I am now. I mean, it's only been two months, but it's, you know, just this new strategy and focus for my website. And, um, it's a lot of work. And I think Mm -hmm. I was kind of afraid of that. I was like, I don't know. I kind of like just watching Netflix a lot. Um, and, but the timing I think had to be right. And I, and it wasn't right yet. And it took some encouragement and I I was scared. I was afraid to start because I was like, I'm going to probably fail. And, this is going to be awful. And I have a, uh, an achiever, a three wing. So I have a little bit of an achiever in me on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't like to fail in yeah. public. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is gonna be terrible. But I think the best part about this so far has just been learning as I go and just being really like patient with myself and and having a lot of grace for the process. Like I'm just kind of figuring this out as I go. Don't be afraid. It's almost like an experiment. Yeah. Um, so whatever it is that you're you're looking toward, I think you just gotta start and you gotta go scared and mm-hmm. um and just move forward and, and, and trust that you're going to figure it out as you go. And if something fails, you will not do that again. Yeah. And then you'll figure out how to make it better or how to correct it. And it's, it's going to be fine. So I think those are kind of my, my yeah. top three no, that's pieces. that's so good. And I 100% agree with what you said, especially on taking the next step in front of you. Um, I always felt overwhelmed when people would ask, oh, what's your five-year plan or 10-year plan? And honestly, like I've ditched those and I only focus on the next step. Um, and when you talk about calling, like, I think, you know, early on, I discovered I was called to write and I was called to ministry, but I didn't know the specifics beyond that. But knowing the two things that make my heart skip a beat that I feel like God wired me to do on this earth, um, that helps ground me when different opportunities come my way, because then I can balance it against those and then take the next step from there. Um, And so it's just, it's so unique and it's easy to get overwhelmed with the big picture. And then in doing so, we miss out on what's happening right in front of us today. And that's why I love like you challenging us to do it scared, take the next step. Um, And everything gets figured out as you go. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I love it. Okay. So we've talked a lot about your blog and I'm throwing this question at you, but I, and I've seen you post a lot on social media about this. What would be a couple of tips right now? Somebody's listening to this episode. They're becoming familiar with who Katie is. Um, they're kind of getting a little intrigued. And they're like, oh, I might go check out her website, learn how to budget and manage my resources and also have fun as a millennial. What would be a couple tips right now that you'd say, like, start implementing this? Um for to get in control. So you got to have a budget. Mm-hmm. Budget is so important. Um, I, again, was overspending by $400 every month. <laughs> and I was like yeah. running out. I it was running out of money because I was just like giving gifts to my friends, but wasn't paying for my groceries. And so yeah. then I would have to pay for my groceries on my credit card. And, um, and when Lonnie, when we first started meeting and she asked me to bring her my budget, I basically just had a list of things that I'd spent money on that month. And, and it was like, this is my budget. And she was like, this is not a budget. I don't know what this is. <laughs> so you've got to have a budget to know where your money is going. I think what happens. So a really fascinating thing that happens in your brain is when you swipe a debit card or credit card, mm-hmm. nothing happens in your brain. Like there are no mm. triggers that happen. But when you use cash and you hand over cash, it is a, a the pain sensor in your brain mm. is triggered. So I'm a big cash person, but I'm not saying you have to be a cash person. I'm just saying we overspend a lot because we're just swiping and not right. paying attention. Um, and so knowing where your money is going is really important. I know it can be scary to figure it out, but just you've, you got to give yourself boundaries. And then um, I really feel like if you've never been taught any financial principles before, like I, I was never taught anything, um, a, a class is really helpful. Mm. So Financial Peace University um, I'm, I'm always going to push Dave Ramsey's classes just because that's what helped me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you can find those on DaveRamsey.com, but there are other financial courses out there through churches and 
and different organizations, but just going to a class and learning the steps, it's all very um, basic. It's not, I don't want to say basic knowledge, but it's kind of common knowledge, but it's our behavior that we don't change. And so you're going to learn these things and be like, oh, well, that makes sense. Um, But you have to implement the changes and then just get an accountability partner. If you're married, that person obviously should be your spouse. But if you're not, then finding someone you're comfortable with um, to say, hey, I'm, I'm going through this kind of hard thing and I really need some help. Can you um, meet with me weekly or every other week and just let me bounce ideas off of you and make sure I'm staying on track or however, whatever that's going to look like for you. Those are kind of my top three tips. Um, I love it. And if somebody wanted to then connect with you further and dive into learning, okay, so you mentioned create a budget, like how do I do that? Or how do I take this step? Where can they find you online? So you can find me at katiebivens.com. Um, yeah, <laughs> you can email me at katie at katiebivens.com. Um, and then I'm all over social media as, as Bivcat, uh, B-I-V-K-K-A-T. But um, yeah, on the website, I have a free budget template. It is not fancy. It is a cell <laughs> file. I'm obsessed with it. I love um, it. But it's been downloaded uh, 91 times, which makes Woo-hoo. me so happy. Get it, girl. I know. When I released it and like six people downloaded it, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so funny. It's so such a little Excel file. But um, so, and I've got posts there about how to just the step, the first steps to take to get out of credit card debt or, or that kind of thing. And I'm just hoping to be a resource in, you know, I'll continue to write about different things right now. I think we have like eight posts up there because I've been doing it since January 1. But um, but yeah, there's some stuff there. And I link to a lot of other people as well who've been doing this a lot longer than I have and, and have great tips and tricks. I love it. I think one of the things that I really love about this blogging journey that you're on is seeing somebody who's in my season actually implement and practice what you're preaching to us, that you're still journeying through it and you aren't, you know, an expert years down the road or, you know, years my senior where I still learn incredible things, but sometimes I can fall into the mental trap of, oh, okay, well, it'll take me 20 years to get to where you're at and I just can get stuck. But being able to link arms with you where we're in a similar season and watching you get after it in my brain, like how you were talking about the um, difference between handing over cash versus a credit card. When I watch you journey through it, my brain goes, oh, well, Katie's doing it. So you can do this too, Emily. And um, I just think it's inspiring to watch you, but it also challenges me to be a better Emily and um, to really grow. And so I know all of you listening will benefit greatly from Katie's blog um, and just discovering financial freedom and that you can have so much fun while doing it. Thanks, Emily. Hey, and that, thank fe- you. that feeling is mutual. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I thank you so much for sharing your story on the Becoming Me podcast today and, and being on my team at Becoming Me.tv. Like, I just love you tremendously and you inspire me. So, thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. To learn more about Katie and connect with her, visit the podcast episode page on our website at creativechurch.com. That's CRTVchurch.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Becoming Me podcast on the Creative Church Podcast Network. For more information about Becoming Me, visit us at becomingme.tv. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook with at becomingme.tv. And connect with us at creativechurch.com. Again, that's crtvchurch.com. Also check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook 
at Creative Church. 